0: Imagine being able to actually find the Philosopher's Stone. However, it's between Earth and Hell, right in the middle. And the only way out is deeper. (laughs) ¶¶ this episode we are dealing with uh, a couple instances of suicide so if that is something that you have dealt with we do have the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 again that's 1-800-273-8255 and please remember as our listeners you are not alone Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you today? Fabulous. Fabuloso. We're keeping it clean. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, everybody. This week, we have done As Above, So Below, and we actually have, uh, what's the itinerary for our cast so far?
1: So we've got a a good handful of people in this one. We're going to start, this film was directed by John... Eric Dowdle, Uh, he also wrote part of the screenplay, as well as who I will assume is his brother, Drew Dowdle.
0: Okay, so um, it's a little bit more of a collaboration mm-hmm.
1: piece. Collaborative, certainly. As far as our top billing casting, we have uh, Perdita Weeks, who plays Scarlet, our heroine
0: in this movie. That she was, was heroine. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> ben Feldman is going to play George in this film. Edwin Hodge takes on the role of Benji. Francois Seville plays Papillon. Uh, Marion Lambert is Suxi, And Ali Marier as Zed. Uh,
0: So we don't have like necessarily a variety of our typical uh, Scream Queens that you can kind of pick up on and be like, bang, bang, bang. This is kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. But everybody did a really great job, I feel Mm -hmm. like, in their respective roles. I think most of the direction itself was shot very well and actually that kind of leads into our first thoughts kind of, what, what did you think about yeah it?
1: so as as somebody that suffers from a degree of claustrophobia i would say tangentially this isn't something that i actively you know <laughs> I, I, I don't have a hard time with on a day-to-day basis but certainly crawling underground tiny tunnels and yeah. you know rock formations and things like that
0: so yes yeah, so we get into uh the base of the movie for for me, this was a solid I'd say a solid six. Yeah. It's, for me, the plot was very strong. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking this this age old concept of it's it's almost Indiana Jones esque, right? Like sure. we sure we meet Scarlet as this sort of gung-ho
1: archaeologist daughter following in her father's footsteps to uncover the truth of the world as it is Mm -hmm.
0: and and it's it it falls really well into that old religion idea you Mm -hmm. know like it feels like you're reading about like zoroastrianism or something like that and it really kind of boils down very quickly for the plot line and that's really cool and i like that I was not a big fan of the dialogue. I don't think that it really propelled the movie in mm-hmm. any particular direction. And something we'll get into deeper into the podcast, which I guess the first couple episodes we've done have just been about, you know, getting deep. I mean, that they're just going deeper. and what we again. do. Yeah, I <laughs> we just deep it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we don't really get a lot of uh, story development for like three characters that we just fucking kill Mm -hmm. you know we get a little bit on one of them and then at the end it's like this is all of our stories and this is why we all survived and i'm like yeah what the fuck right
1: (laughs) yeah this is certainly one of those films that for me i think the environment and the aesthetic and the execution of the plot points and things like that are meant to be felt more than they are explained it was horrific
0: in that aspect 100 percent uh, so we start off uh, again with this movie that is kind of that found film mm-hmm. idea, which is which is cool. There's a handful of times where I feel like we don't like the, the angles don't make sense, mm-hmm. you know, or someone seizing on the ground. But they're sh- they're looking up at the person and that's the shot that and they're going no with. <laughs> or
1: whatever. It, it is a little bit of an immersion break. Mm -hmm. I think if if that's what they're, if found footage is really what they were going for, there are certainly moments. And it's pretty consistent through the film as you, as especially once everybody gets into the underground, the catacombs and everything. Mm -hmm. I think it really like I said, it just breaks the immersion for me where these are things
0: that you're hyper aware of from the film perspective, like as a viewer and you're watching these things happen mm-hmm. and you're like, mm. yeah. And I, I think that's the only kind of break that I, the, the only one that really got to me was there's a handful of scenes where the camera is actually like dropped. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's stationary. It's sitting in one spot and it'll still black out film. Mm-hmm. a handful of times and i get that it's to kind of make the scene seem scarier because it's more of like that flashy in- you know face blah, 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 kind of what's it, going on yeah, yeah. what the fuck? yeah but it's it it can't really boil down to that when the can like nothing is happening to the camera sure and it should just be that continuous not- shot and maybe that's just me not knowing how a camera works no well
1: i own a GoPro <laughs> and that just doesn't happen
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i take my <laughs> selfie stick out maybe like- maybe, the, maybe the 2014
1: 2013 go pros weren't quite as uh, anyway (laughs) yeah exactly
0: so we clocked in at about 90 minutes give or take yeah give or take on this one Mm -hmm. so it kind of fell into that category pretty well we we find ourselves starting this movie with it's almost like they're being she's being scarlet our heroine is being interviewed by benji who is the cameraman of this And it's her talking about how she is in this pursuit of truth. Mm -hmm. And now this is flashing between that and her in Iran Mm -hmm. for the first scene. And they're trying to get... I get. they're trying to get like the Rosetta stone is Mm -hmm. what they called it. It's like the Rose
1: key is what she officially
0: names it. Yeah. So the Rose key is what explains where the Philosopher's stone Mm -hmm. is hiding Mm -hmm. in the world. So she finds her dad's journal. She finds out where she needs to go. She goes down there. And of course, one of the guys is like, we shouldn't be here because like not only are we dealing with the circles of hell Mm -hmm. that are actually happening, there's fucking air raids that are going on. Like you hear bomb sirens going off in the background. And she's like, I've waited too long for this. Someone has breached the barrier. Yeah. And for some fucking reason, she's exalted above all of this Mm. through, through her storyline. So we get into the point where, you know, she goes down, we find the stone. She Spartan kicks this Mm -hmm. fucking 200 year old slab. with tablet
1: of, Like ancient text. Yeah, Yeah. it
0: was like Moses smashing the tablets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she gets a recording of all the pictures that she's trying to get for Mm -hmm. for all of this. The other guy's like, "Fuck this, I'm leaving." And I'm like, "I feel that." She comes out, and of course, he is now hanging Mm -hmm. from the ceiling in a noose. And I thought that was meant to be her father. So, and maybe
1: I was incorrect there, but I thought that was meant to be an ode to like the person who had come before. Or maybe not her father, but certainly the person that had come before.
0: That's actually that's what I think it is, was I think they mm-hmm. killed him. Mm-hmm. But they, and this is again, where they're kind of like breaking their own story writing Mm -hmm. for it because they weren't doing it to this guy. They were doing it to her. It was a, it was another nuance of her father's suicide, Mm -hmm. which we find out pretty much within like 10 minutes of the, of the initial opening. Mm -hmm. And we get, and we get to this point where, you know, she's trying to escape this guy's hanging and then they get out afterwards and mm-hmm. she like you know everything collapses behind her it's very indiana jones style sure and uh, the guy's like
1: ha, 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 you remind me so much of your
0: father <laughs> almost like these guys were buddies
1: or something right. you know, he had taken him down there before maybe he's somewhere in the tomb maybe that's why we saw him hanging <laughs> who knows <laughs> it doesn't matter because this is a big fucking joke to him and he's just like well you're so charming the way you just pursue <laughs> this ancient knowledge
0: proud of you I'm Proud <laughs> of you. Yeah. you you really got there and you know she's when they're going into the house and there's mm-hmm. like the it's it's just a house mm-hmm. that leads down to yeah, where they're yeah. going to it's not like yeah. the catacombs that we'll get to in a little mm-hmm. bit but she's like walking by this iranian and we don't know where in iran mm-hmm. it is so i'm not gonna assume anything but she's like walking by one of the market fronts mm-hmm. and she like goes to pick up an orange. I'm like, is this bitch stealing right, yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah. Do you know how fucking insane for context,
1: it is? you're already white and you're already female. Again, <laughs> we're not trying to dive too deep into this, but it's one of those things where it's like, for somebody who's trying as hard as they can to be inconspicuous, I don't know. <laughs> you
0: I don't are know in if that's. Dangerous, I, I, I don't know if
1: I would have picked up a fruit and eyeballed it that hard. For me, like, I, I'm going to, like, kind of put a pause here and just say for me, I was ignorant. I think a lot of listeners, and certainly people who have never delved into the historic, the historics of of alchemy sure i had no idea that nicholas Flamel was an actual human being that existed on this planet i had no idea that the philosopher's stone was actually something that he claimed to have discovered and all of these things are very like real world this doesn't exist he's like the joseph smith right it doesn't exist in the rolling we don't have to worry
0: about mormons listening
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it it just you know it was one of those things for me where i was like i was kind of watching i was like like Harry Potter, like what are you, you we? Know, <laughs> the same Nicholas Fulmel, the same philosopher stone, you know. But no, and all this is based on Aramaic uh, mm-hmm. texts, uh, stone tablets. Uh, there's one called like the Emerald Stone or something like that, yeah, where yeah. the actual terminology as above, so below comes from, mm-hmm. and it's used as like the motto or something to the effect of like being the guiding principle of alchemy, and people mm-hmm. that are essentially were practicing this. And from a, you know, quote, unquote, scientific standpoint. And so I thought that was super cool for me. was I thought we were just diving into, like, Harry Potter nerd (laughs) hell and sort of, like, crossing our... Our fandoms, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> but no, this was a real thing, and so I thought it was really cool to, you know, take a step into this from that perspective because I was just ignorant
0: to that. I just didn't sure. know that, that was a thing, and like I didn't know nearly as much as I did before this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, yeah. and I, I had I had heard of the philosopher's stone. I knew what it did. Mm-hmm. You know. It's skin. Mm. You spin Base shit into, gold. into yeah. gold. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can live forever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I guess it's like making your body gold. It's mm-hmm. the lightest touch that so just makes you live mm-hmm. forever. But it, w- it was. I'd
1: sing the song, but no free
0: ads. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so we get to post Iran. We're now uh, in France, I mm-hmm. guess. They in just, Paris, they, yeah, yes. they just mm-hmm. poop us out in Paris, mm-hmm. which is where the rest of the movie is shot. Mm-hmm. And we meet up with our hero. Mm-hmm. And the hero sounds like a strong word.
1: Probably but... our like our like B tier. You know what I mean.
0: <laughs> He's our beta. Yeah, our second (laughs) fiddle. Yeah, exactly. He didn't die, Mm -hmm. right? Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. But we meet George, and George is uh, well-versed in ancient Sumerian Mm -hmm. and uh, Aramaic. Aramaic, Aramaic. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. is the old world... Uh, linguist, Mm -hmm. essentially, for Scarlet. And Scarlet speaks, like, four or five fucking languages. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, she's... Yeah, I I wrote this down. This is funny. Like, I actually wrote down Scarlet is fucking OP. Uh, (laughs) Scarlet has two PhDs, one master, fluent in four languages. Two of them are dead and proficient in Krav Maga.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Krav Krav Maga, I really kind of, like... It really only plays in one scene. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's such a good point.
0: But... (laughs) It felt like that was the little bit that they needed to validate that scene that we'll get into here in a little bit. It's like her fighting the putty patrol. Yeah, Y'all yeah, will love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Power Powering just fancy night. Night.
0: <laughs> <seven only. laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, we get to this point and she like w- the baseline characters for them are introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and we run into George, and uh, Benji is shooting all of this so mm-hmm. far right he is the cinematographer and not necessarily director because he is taking mm-hmm. direction <laughs> yeah it's, it's more like a docu-series a uh, found footage kind yeah, of vibe yeah, yeah, where yeah, this yeah, is yeah.
1: meant to be what we're recovering later yeah, on yeah you know? exactly mm-hmm.
0: so we get to this uh, giant bell tower for this church that had the bell hadn't worked in like 200, and 200 yeah, plus <laughs> two, years yeah, 240 mm-hmm. some years And yet George
1: knows how to work on it and maintain it. And we're just going to get the start, which is so funny for me because you would think that like the implication would be that this would require like maintenance and things like that, that would happen over his plan. No, (laughs) George just went in and fixed it. The whole clock tower on his own. And these people haven't heard a church bell in 200 years. It was.
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah. In in Paris. I don't even fucking believe that. (laughs) So, So we, uh, we meet George and he's looking at Benji and he's just like, Oh, by the way, don't fucking work with her. Last time I worked with her, I, I wound up in a Turkish prison. She was like, I was more like a Turkish jail. And I'm like, are you... Fucking really playing semantics with the guy that you got locked up.
1: Scarlet sucks. Take one.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not doing jump scares this episode. It's, it's how many instances Scarlet fucking sucks, which is crazy for being the one that survives. That is you the hero. Yeah, yeah. You're
1: kind of protagonist for lack of a better way of putting it.
0: There's not a better word, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we. Meet George. And she's just like, George, you should come with us. And Mm -hmm. he's just like, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Again, this guy got put in a fucking Turkish jail, Uh quote unquote. And he was, she was like, oh, well, you know, I got, this shit from the Rose Key, I really want you to read it and just translate. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, that's what pulls him on board is she's like, I want you just as a translator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I almost believe that. So, <laughs> so we go to some fucking museum, right? Yeah. Like, and this
1: is where Nicholas Flamel's headstone or like stone mm-hmm. tablet is for where he's buried. And the theory being that, again, we're playing on Indiana Jones. I got a lot of national treasure out of this, <laughs> certainly because of what's about to happen next.
0: He Because we have to steal the Declaration of Independence.
1: And so so Scarlet just kind of like, well, this comes off, right? And fucking pulls the whole, like, you know, hundreds of year old tablet off. Pours this chemical on the back of it. Then lights it on fire. And it reveals, like, this hidden message on the back of Nicholas Flamel's tombstone. And it's like
0: three inches by three inches. It's very small.
1: Yeah, it was totally. there's a map
0: on the back of the Declaration of Independence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's Valley Forge.
0: (laughs) And lo and behold, it was just like and, and it's so crazy that like it didn't quite translate to right. being the catacomb map that she actually has from her father in the journal. And You know
1: what was so fucking funny to me about it? When they were translating it to English, it rhymed. I know! Why would it rhyme in I English?
0: Know. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? It, it's so much of that romanticism right Like <laughs> yeah. they just want to like bring you in and it's like as above so below sure here yeah. we are here we go yeah. <laughs> totally,
1: totally. and they're reciting it it was so funny anyway that's beside the point i just i don't no, know I, ca- if, I caught on that too yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just
0: like what the fuck like this is yeah. even english again the
1: immersion <laughs> yeah. My immersion.
0: <laughs> it's not cute when it doesn't rhyme. It's right. also not evil when it doesn't <laughs> rhyme. Uh at least Evil Dead did that right. True. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Conda and Montuzzi definitely don't fucking <laughs> rhyme. So we we get to the point where she actually like steals the slab. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, No, this is for us. And I'm like, where's security mm-hmm. in this fucking museum? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we're French. We mm-hmm. just let people take shit. We just broke into a church. Soccer. <laughs> uh so we or i guess taking a night off is kind of what it feels mm-hmm. like because they're trying to find papillon mm-hmm. which is like one of the next care is the next character they introduce mm-hmm. we go to this french rave i guess mm-hmm. that's happening at this club a plate yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> not nah, talk dirty to me <laughs> meet up with there's actually a weirder scene where we're walking in and benji like catches this Very, very Mm -hmm. white woman that is very wide eyed that watches his camera as Mm -hmm. she's walking out of the rig. Yeah. Yeah. She's leaving. On all of the drugs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it looked like. Her pupils were the size of my fist. (laughs) And we we get to a point where we actually go in now, and Benji is still just kind of like looking around, Mm -hmm. and we see this giant barred window on the lounge area i, I suppose, guess because yeah. everyone's sitting down and i assume doing coke sofas and, and yeah. coffee
1: tables and things everyone and,
0: yeah. is hanging out and doing whatever and like before we actually meet papillon we get a second shot of this same bitch <laughs> that's that's just walking by the window <laughs> is
1: just dialed in you know <laughs> analyze where the threat is and we're gonna make sure this is documented yeah. and she just kind of very slowly like hello
0: and she's making Goodbye. eye contact <laughs> while she mm-hmm. is, yeah, she's just walking past mm-hmm. the window and I'm like, I would run into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. Uh, so we meet Papillon at this point and it's, you know, very much the, we need a guide. And she's like putting the Atlantis mm-hmm. team together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like mm-hmm. not quite her Milo, mm-hmm. but.
1: <laughs> you need a pilot. I need a pilot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what was what was the scene where they're talking about the treasure?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of she's doing that hard sell, right? Because it's like, hey, we got to get in the catacombs. We're pretty sure because at this point, they they like her and George had just you know their mutual understanding of what's happening. The map is just together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've kind of pieced all that together and they are talking to, hey, we need a guide. We need some help. We need people that are going to be backup cameras and that kind of thing. So it's that hard sell of if the Philosopher's Stone is down here, I can turn all the base metals in the cave into gold. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that may suggest that there's a treasure room in here. And, you know, Papillon's like, all right, cool. Like, let's get it then. You know, he just kind of puts his drink down. He says, I'm going to stop right here. This is my shit. Let's get it. And his girl beside me, I guess it was his girlfriend or whatever, uh, Susie joins on board with them, and they recruit Zed as well.
0: The best part about that, when they're discussing the treasure, is... It's very clear, very early that Scarlet does not give a fuck about anything yeah. else that is in this world it's except getting the Philosopher's Stone. Great point. And it was absolutely incredible that they uh, they start talking about the treasure and he, he was like, all right, well, we want half of it. And she's like, you can have all the treasure if we... And
1: then George is like, no, half is fine. <laughs> <laughs> they can have half. That's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: He was like, because I think at that point he kind of sensed that he was going to get pulled down into all of this (laughs) bullshit to be certainly
1: reluctant circumstances being what they are. Hey, nobody wants to go breaking through walls in the Parisian catacombs and start exploring shit for the sake of finding some Aramaic, you know, alchemic relic that may or may not exist in, (laughs) in the circles of hell. But here we are.
0: So we get to the next day, and we meet uh, Suski officially and Zed, which are mm-hmm. two people that are essentially just trailing along mm-hmm. with all of this. He's just—they're just part of Papillon's crew.
1: They've, they've I been guess. In here before. They're not afraid of the dark and the—you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So we move into they. We go into like this access point that I guess Papillon knows about right because mm-hmm. it's not we go into like we see the catacombs they go in and they're just like hey we need to get through this point right here and the next day they're like okay well we're actually going to go in through here mm-hmm. and that seems fucking incredible because uh not only do they gaslight george mm-hmm. into going down mm-hmm. there and essentially calling him a bitch mm-hmm. until he does it uh they're all looking down into they're like in this underpass, mm-hmm. or, or of some sort, some kind of waterway like aqueduct. Yeah, kind of to, yeah. Know. And there's like this small hole that they no, have no. to claw, They have to climb through, and uh, out of nowhere, just fucking police mm. just come in and tackle the shit Even though <laughs> <People are> evolution, <laughs> body cameras don't mean anything here anymore. <laughs> People of Paris, we stand with you on that. Totally. And it uh, <laughs> and it's it forces everybody into the hole because like we're not gonna get
1: fucking arrested for this. I guess we're going yeah. in the, the hellhole, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we we go in and there's it's obvious that like teens hang out here. We're, we're not at the scary part yet. There's
1: graffiti. Uh, yeah. There's exactly. like roaches, like joint roaches on the ground and yeah. shit. Yeah.
0: And he, like uh Papillon starts talking about how there's a character That we'll meet later on that he's just like, he lives down here and he can show us how to Mm -hmm. get around. Or actually, it's it's not even that he was trying to meet with him. He was just like, I've talked to this guy a million times Mm -hmm. until he went through this corridor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And George does his thing too. Mm Because George is, is like, you know, all the anxieties and fears are coming out. And I can't remember if it was Benji or Papillon, but somebody remarks on it. Like, why is he being, you know, the way that he's being... And Scarlet has no 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 no, his brother died in a cave just like this. And so John and I are drowning. Right. Right. And so John and I are both waving our hands. So why would you fucking gaslight this dude into coming with you? In the name of translation. Scarlet
0: being a bitch number two. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so we get to the point where we're now proceeding down the corridors mm-hmm. aside from the graffiti room and there's this really cute quip where we're walking through and it just says pap on mm-hmm. the side and papillon's <laughs> like that's me and I'm like I know sweet <laughs> <laughs> <"Je suis> papillon <laughs> <laughs> sacré bleu and we so we go deeper into Eric you might have a little bit more insight to this than me, myself yeah. as far as like uh the first L- the limbo of Dante's Inferno yeah. that we kind of run into
1: it it isn't lost on anybody that has read Dante's Inferno preceding watching As Above So Below that this was the direct influence for mm. this um, for those unfamiliar Dante's Inferno follows a character named Dante with a guide named Virgil through the levels of hell as it was perceived by this fiction, you know this this writing that he did and level one happens to be limbo so limbo exists to serve as a plane of existence for people that are neither condemned nor redeemed People that don't believe in God, but they haven't done enough bad shit in their life Mm -hmm. to like warrant going deeper into hell. And it's this kind of, it's not peaceful, you know, (laughs) but it's not torturous either. Mm -hmm. And in fact, what we see in this scene, like in the film itself, is that girl that was exiting the nightclub when Mm -hmm. everybody was entering is leading this sort of cult of, I guess they were like sirens, maybe muses or something like that. Some kind of like, all women all clad in the same robes and everything, which implies to me kind of a most of them were thing. nude. We're, uh, yeah, <laughs> and so and we were kind of treated to this orchestral, and again, it wasn't unnerving aside from the fact that it was what it was. Yeah, but this music wasn't haunting. This, it, it, it like we're just was in was like, like, weird, like, like fucking limbo choir practice. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that you know what the subtext of that was meant to be. Maybe it's explained more in in Dante's work but
0: and i think that's kind of why scarlet's just kind of like cool that was weird Yeah, let's keep going going down (laughs) so yeah we proceed past this very weird like occult scenario And we start talking about the calculations of where the Philosopher's Stone is, right? Mm -hmm. Because apparently the devil's number is 742, which... According to the Aramaics. Surprise, surprise, Iron Maiden was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, that was not the number of the beast. (laughs) She's like, okay, well, the riddle essentially says that it is betwixt uh, heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. Which heaven, I guess, starts on earth is kind of what I took away from it. So it's like, okay, well, hell is 742 feet, which, again, mm-hmm. does not transcribe in modern-day society. It's like, or mm. like you said, too, like, meters. Maybe it was wh- meters. Wh- whatever Yards. the fuck you have, yeah, right. it's, it's not. Uh-huh. It doesn't transpose because we didn't have that same We're talking stuff.
1: about millennia of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> units of measurement changing.
0: Yeah, so essentially we need to go about, like, 320 feet mm-hmm. right so they to, just kind of like
1: rough it to, out to, you to know? find the stone
0: yeah. and we uh we get to the first moniker which i i think is what we assume to be the first layer going down mm-hmm. where it's where the aramaic says stop this is the empire mm-hmm. of the dead mm-hmm. uh no actually that's the introduction to the catacombs
1: mm-hmm. because this is when papillon says i know your map says go right I'm telling you as someone who's been down here before that we need to go left.
0: Because here. he was referencing right. the same guy yeah, that yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, hey. that, that
1: was his quote unquote guy. <laughs> you know, I guess his like mentor or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck for like your catacomb. catacombs. <laughs> <mentor>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it, we, we get to the point where she to paint the picture for you guys, it still has like the catacombs and dead bodies and you know, skeletal remains of all the people that are in the Parisian catacombs or you can take this door that's been sealed up with I guess fucking cardboard plaster (laughs) yeah whatever it may be he's like okay well we're gonna crawl through this and My boy, Benji. Benji flips his fucking shit. He's like, 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 why? (laughs) They're like, oh, well, you need to keep this close to you in case there's like rats Uh and all this other shit. He's like, what the (laughs) fuck? No. Crawl with your
1: elbows. Keep your hands up because these bones are going to cut you and you're going to want your hands later.
0: The only difference between (laughs) me and Benji is I would have been gone. Yeah. I'm like, here's yeah. the porta camera. You can fucking handle mm-hmm. this. The thousand dollars for the day is not worth it.
1: I just put three or four of these cameras on all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm out. It's okay. You'll get your footage. I Let promise. me know when
0: you need your editing right. done. Yeah, you know, totally. get, give your boy a call. And, and once
1: and again, Scarlett sucks. And she's, she's like, like,
0: "No, you have to go. You have to go, Benji. It's going to be fine." <laughs> and she's like talking him through this too when he is having this mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. It feels like while he's crawling through that the section, like it doesn't crumble, but it compacts.
1: Sure. And and that passage couldn't have been more than 18 inches wide. Again, with a layer of human bones Mm -hmm. and rats underneath (laughs) his chest. So I don't blame my boy for having a mental fucking breakdown here in this moment because that, I mean, again, we're talking about claustrophobia, which is something that this film deals with a lot. But it's also that element of I didn't fucking I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know it's, I didn't sign up for this level of shit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you asked me to like come down and hopefully find the philosopher's stone. Yeah. And that's kinda where At I what was.
1: point are my boundaries valid for you, Scarlet? Yeah. You know?
0: And it's so funny too, because I feel like with each set each section that we go through Scarlet the whole time is we have to keep going we mm-hmm. have to keep going deeper. She's very much the shitty Indiana Jones in the, that the case. Idealist, yeah. She's mm-hmm. like I am going to find this. Like I don't care who I have to throw in mm-hmm. the way, who fucking dies, mm-hmm. it does not matter. But we get to because but, it does cave in. Benji exactly. was right. It, it does fucking collapse. He's like this doesn't feel right. This mm-hmm. doesn't feel stable, and it does. And every level comes out of necessity. Right. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we just need to keep going because Scarlet said it. it's like, well, the path behind us is gone. It's barricaded at this point. And but, that's like four know. or five instances mm-hmm. of just crumbling mm-hmm. behind so them.
1: So if you needed help keeping track of which level of hell you're in, the film does a great job of really like barring the way backward for you.
0: Mm-hmm. One hundred percent.
1: So this is the point where we sort of move into what the theme of this is from a character development standpoint standpoint. We hear a phone ring off in the Mm -hmm. distance after everybody's kind of gotten their wits back. We hear a phone ring.
0: Which we really don't get context for Mm -mm. for a good amount of this movie. Most
1: of the movie. And they sort of meander through the different rooms of this new passageway. The next part of the inferno layer or whatever. And there's a piano that's up against a wall. Mm -hmm. And it's it's it catches George because George says this looks like the piano we used to have.
0: Me and my brother used to play My Uh Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing we needed to use except for the fact that the A4 was fucked
1: up. Right, And sure enough, he plays the melody to that song and when he lands on that A4, it is flat as all hell. Mm -hmm. And there's just that moment of, oh, fuck. (laughs) The
0: projections are too real. Oh, no. And we hear the
1: phone ring one more time and this time it's louder. And Scarlett finally just like kind of does her thing and just move forward and takes (laughs) off and like down in the house (laughs) yes another like hallway or whatever and finds the source there's this you know again this like dusty sort of like bony bone ash shit Mm -hmm. you know phone and she picks it up which i i didn't pick it up what exactly what was being said but i assume it was something to the effect of why didn't you answer the phone when I called the first time? Right, you know what I mean. Because this will play into what we're going to talk about later on as we find out what the. Because you know, he says
0: I'm looking for Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. I, I think okay. is what what okay. you hear on the other side of the that,
1: phone. That reinforces what my thoughts were. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So we actually get to the point now where we meet. Uh, I think his name is Hector. So, yeah, is the is the weird fucking the the person that was showing Papillon. <laughs> In the time of old, I guess, <laughs> how the catacombs In their worked. old spelunking days. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it is we run into him, and he looks like someone out of 30 Days of Night. He like looks the, like death. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the pupils are just completely, or his eyes are mm. completely pupil blacked out from being under the earth, I guess. Because he said that he had missed him by like two years. Mm-hmm like and if the if the case is that Why didn't
1: you look for me you know yeah, and, yeah
0: well and that's where we start to realize that this is again another one of those projections mm-hmm. like the piano and the phone and all of that shit is it's him being a projection which apparently these projections are super fucking deadly mm-hmm. from what we have run into
1: so yeah because because uh papillon says that like i did look for you i thought you were fucking dead it's been years yeah like, what are you doing you know and they
0: just start following him. yeah like just th- no questions mm-hmm. asked and like, <laughs> immediately
1: a level collapse. It's almost like another, you completed this stage in the mission. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to step three now, you know?
0: And actually uh, in my notes, this is the first time that we see George's projection of his brother. We get that little snippet of him, like standing in the mm-hmm. background and it's just like, what the fuck was that? Why is there a child? And you're just like, Oh, right. Homeboy's brother just, you know, got, iced in this catacomb mm. and unfortunately your boy has been gaslit into being in here and reliving that same trauma and we we do come to find out that you know all of the stories that kind of encapsulate themselves are all standalone mm-hmm. you know they're self contained yeah they're, they're very self contained like uh, we're I'll go ahead and tell you guys now with George he was supposed to save his brother like his mm. brother was in, the, in some fucking catacomb that mm-hmm. was flooding. And he was like, I'm going to be back for help. Mm-hmm. And he didn't come back in time. So that's right. his, his tribulation mm-hmm. throughout this. And that's why he's being haunted by that. Mm-hmm. The same way that, like I said earlier, we're seeing the noose. The mm-hmm. first time when we're in Iran, we're getting that little bit of backstory. So he leads us down into the first Templar. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: This is this is right after they discover they're in a loop. Yes. This is right after they discover. Like they go down a well, and Benji kind of slips down that rope. Mm-hmm. You remember and bumps everybody down like this funny, like Super Mario Brothers kind of <laughs> moment
0: where he's Whoa. yeah. yeah.
1: And everybody kind of drops to the bottom, and and yeah, like I said, that's where they enter the loop. But this time, there's more clues. Things are rearranged slightly from the mm-hmm. first time that they had gone through this, and we're back at the very beginning of the the dungeon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very that uh, classic PC dungeon crawler yeah. where you really just kind of open it up, mm-hmm. and it's really just tiered layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we we run into this templar who is as benji said that's a dead body (laughs) whoa (laughs) (laughs) and that man is dead (laughs) (laughs) he's not rotted or anything like that he is just dead which is super fucking
1: weird Mm -hmm. because what was your first impression of that was it the same as mine well because they're
0: talking about like this is circa 700 years ago mm -hmm. and the body is just laying there and it's like does the Philosopher's Stone just maintain the gates and everything around Mm -hmm. hell is that like the trigger point of all of this
1: right and because that's, that's the thing is, is that Nicholas Flamel dead, but not rotting? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe life as we perceive it is separate from what alchemy elemental shit would perceive as living. His cells are still intact, even though his soul has exited.
0: Right. And you know, he did I, it
1: though. Right. And did so that's your first kind of foray into that. What is living actually mean? So at this point. Scarlet kind of sees another avenue, right? Here's the next mm-hmm. way
0: forward, which is, I
1: guess, her thing. So she punches through. There's this, again, there's... Scarlet
0: this, being like, a bitch, number three. Yeah. There's <laughs> this little
1: gutter thing going through. and I, It's like a pool of water, but it's flowing. So that would imply, like, you know, yeah. there's there's another cavern. There's mm-hmm. another chamber beyond this. She uses all of her Indiana Jones skills and punches through with her Krav Maga. <laughs>
0: This, she like, does too. She just punches into the floor. This
1: like brick floor, this like stone floor concrete, whatever the fuck. And everything sort of drains out and she can kind of move in and they can swim under this passage at this point. When she emerges on the other side, nobody knows what's going on. So they mm. we have to follow Scarlett now. Scarlet's a bitch. Well, she's not forward, coming back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so George goes next. Again, I I think that this is a love interest thing for him, you know. Oh yeah. Perhaps or like maybe and like, she's a smoke show. I get one hundred percent. And so he makes it through, and he it reveals the shot of behind this gated sort of like Legend of Zelda thing, <laughs> where like you have to find the switch to open this. But beyond this is a bunch of gold and treasure chests and all kinds of shit. And he's enamored by that by itself. But when he turns to the left, he sees Scarlet looking at this big kind of oh what's the word for it it's not
0: quite a mosaic
1: it's not but sort of like I'm I'm gonna use mosaic that's incorrect but I'm gonna use that just to keep moving forward and she just turns and she's kind of got tears in her eyes and she's like it's real it's (laughs) fucking real and he's like it's real she's like it's real and they hug each other and everybody moves through and they all have the same reaction they found the treasure room that was mm-hmm. promised. Yeah. And they feel like they're at the end of this Papillon. journey. Yeah, <laughs> We're at the end of this journey at this point. And it's super sick because you, you don't really get that in horror movies. No. You found, like You've made it to the Usually end. Usually you just
0: die. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've made it to the end. And at this point, everybody has survived. Cut to the motherfuckers trying to break through the gate.
0: So, here, that, there's the fucked up part about right. that, too, is Scarlet is, like, interpreting this mosaic, mm-hmm. right, to figure out where the stone is. Mm-hmm. Well, the stone is in this room. It's literally the, in the mosaic. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she pulls it out, mm-hmm. and she's just like, we did it. We fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And then she like puts it together that the treasure is a trap because she's just like, oh, well, the Philosopher's Stone would be put next to treasure because that's so obvious. Mm-hmm. And this is like it's not. And it's people don't so. like readings. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> I'm not into art.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that seems dumb. <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It, it's funny you say the lever thing because ultimately all they do is they walk up and they like pull the cage off. Like it's made out of cardboard. <laughs> this moves, guys. And she's just like, no, 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 no. And of course <laughs> everything starts collapsing down around mm-hmm. them. Suski gets her arm broken. Uh, we're to assume that Hector is dead because mm-hmm. uh, he was supposed to just be buried. And you know, I really don't know if Zed was in this or not.
1: At this point, either like I just can't remember. I'm just gonna like write that off. Say, like, <laughs> Zed was somewhere behind them and just never. Had Zed
0: was remember. surviving yeah. is what he was doing. Because I like honestly, man, you did a great job playing Zed. Mm-hmm. You were not in most of the movie, yeah, and that's probably why you sure. survived. Yeah, and that's great. Like mm-hmm. you didn't have to, you know, get sucked into some bullshit, right? But we we have this point where Scarlet has the Philosopher's Stone in her hand. And she, like, Suski broke her arm, I guess, is what it looked like Mm -hmm. to me, was some sort of fracture when everything started collapsing in. Mm -hmm. Which, again, this is another instance of, you can't go back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are just on track. Level four. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As above, so below. The Mm -hmm. only way up is down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Willy Wonka said that. I'm fucking telling you. (laughs) And he was so right. You gotta go forward to go back. (laughs) As it turns out, he actually had the Alchemist Stone. That's... (laughs) That's what the what is it, the Great Glass Elevator. Is that the name of the book? <laughs> that that he does. Um that he does. Like Willy Wonka wrote the shit. But
1: <laughs> Willy Wonka's real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we get to this point where she kind of rubs the stone on her and she's just yeah. like, I'm fucking healed.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's and, like everybody's like, fuck. Like <laughs> that's real. It's not a it's not an urban legend. It's not this is <laughs> I'm just going along with Scarlet and her alchemy bullshit. We
0: might find some gold in here, so that's
1: fucking sick. It's like, no, that stone fucking healed this girl's Mm -hmm. broken arm. I seen it. Right.
0: I seen it. And we move into the next room that actually doubles back into Mm -hmm. the Templar room Mm -hmm. where Hector is found alive. You know, quote unquote, which Mm -hmm. we weren't convinced of that to begin with. When you've been running around in the tunnels under Paris for two years... You're dead. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't fucking care what the amalgamation Mm -hmm. that you were trying to make of this is so we and this is
1: i'm just going to pause right here because this is when it starts with the dante's inferno people they actually in latin inscribe on the entrance to this next chamber as "Abandon all hope ye who enter here which everybody will know is what's inscribed above the entrance of hell
0: and that's that's as in my notes as well yeah
1: yeah. and so that's that we are officially at this point we're like we are in the loop we're in hell this shit is actually fucking happening you've pulled the stone out and for me that was what the catalyst was Mm -hmm. right was that's what
0: well and that's kind of what triggers too like moving into it like now we can start killing people you know Mm -hmm. like the first little bit of this movie was all text Mm -hmm. you know but you made it halfway to hell Mm -hmm. is the way way I interpreted Mm -hmm. it is that we're not in hell we're just going there Mm -hmm. so we make it to back it, it loops back into the same room that we were in mm-hmm. right with the templar laying that we weirdly see a little bit more rotting now he's rotted
1: right. now that yeah. that cross on his chest is faded mm-hmm. it's everything is white everything is covered in bone meal and ash and shit mm-hmm. like that so yeah there's definitely some time has passed
0: now and it's like was the stone just charging everything right. staying Keeping there it alive right um until mm-hmm. We get to the point where Suski winds up going up to Hector and she's like trying to talk to him and he's very blase about mm-hmm. the whole thing. He's not speaking or retorting or really having he's any.
1: Jay chilling yeah, the
0: Like, And that's when Suski. It looks like he drank the bong water. It's like, <laughs> like, <it's very> nice. <laughs> yeah, you got so how you drank the bong water. <laughs> and, and... That's our boy Hector. <laughs> and she makes. The cardinal mistake of she comes up to him and she starts touching him. Mm -hmm. She starts like trying to rub his arm and almost in a paradigm shift, he just grabs her by the face and just starts crushing Mm -hmm. her face into the stone, concrete, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, for... Kill number one. Kill number fucking one. suksi via Skull Cave-In. And she gets beat to death. No, like, that was brutal. Yeah, it yeah. was it was absolutely insane.
1: This was and, another one of those scenes you were talking about earlier again. Sorry to cut you off. No, it, no, was, no. it was another one of those scenes where we were talking about how some things are shot, some things are found foot. <laughs> this is one of those instances of I'm not sure if we're meant to believe that her headpiece flew off of her head when it was beaten into the ground and, and pointed it in the water. It <laughs> pointed back at her body as she was still being pounded into the cement. It was the power not, of the Philosopher's Stone. It was the power, because like, there is no other logical explanation for why we should have been able to see that. So Suxi dies. I mean, and it's like, it's just like, oh fuck, like this is suddenly very real. Skull right? pressure. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Grave
1: dinner. And so, the first thing that happens is like this kind of pseudo funeral mm-hmm. where Scarlet's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And like Papillon is beside himself because again, I think that just reinforces that this was meant to be his girlfriend or whatever, right. you know, his there was partner, gravity partner to that. in crime. At least like we were on the same page about exploring caves and shit together. So, he He's like distraught mm-hmm. by all of this and what just happened and everything. And this is when kind of I think everybody starts wrapping their brain around the fact that there are things that are supernatural that are happening to us right now.
0: Yeah, that, I felt that way about you know, Scarlet.
1: Mm-hmm. Because Hector Because she just,
0: just healed someone like Jesus. <laughs> right.
1: Hector at this point has disappeared. Mm-hmm. for like, I, I, I may have missed the shot where he vanished or whatever but he doesn't appear again for the rest of the film. Until he's beating mm-hmm. Suxi so- to right. death. and I guess that that was meant to be maybe Sooksi's thing was like she didn't with papillon go back and help hector maybe he got his skull crushed by a cave or something like that or he
0: was dead the whole
1: time and, and that's what i'm saying and hector was the the apparition from the very mm, beginning you know, right and you know maybe like a uh, like a charon or somebody or maybe his right. own version of virgil or something like that where it's <laughs> a spirit. super
0: murdery virgil yeah
1: <laughs> like a devil may cry virgil <laughs> <laughs> we pick back up with with these things sort of appearing and disappearing from reality um scarlet sees a noose just for instance and Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where again this ties back to the body that she saw hanging and that kind of thing at the very beginning of the film and we're starting to get a little bit of everybody's perception of what's happening around them is is individual. It's, right. it's self-contained like we were talking about once again. And then we find ourselves back to the well. Back to the big dropping point.
0: Which I'm right. pretty sure was the same set. Yeah. They, yeah. they saved was, so dear. much money yeah, on totally. <laughs> like having the same well. But three he, times.
1: And here we are again and sorry but it's like okay fuck like let's get the repelling rope and the you know mm-hmm. harnesses and the carabiners and everything back out because I guess this is just what you bring when you go into
0: catacombs. Yeah because apparently we're just spelunkers now too. You never know when you're gonna have a george is like i did not sign up write, for this shit <laughs> benji's fucking
1: tripping and as it would you know appear
0: yeah we get to the scene where benji is actually about to start propelling down the well everybody else has gone down at this point and it's one of those unfortunate realities where, we're like oh god he's the black guy
1: yeah <laughs>
0: you, know, you know and there is this shot
1: thank you horror movies for establishing <laughs> this character
0: <laughs> Where this yeah. the same woman who we saw at the rave mm-hmm. that we saw at the cult meeting now just kind of like walks through this corridor. Um, but she walks side to side. And honestly, guys, like it's it's the equivalence of walking side to side in a hallway. I'm mm-hmm. like, where the fuck did you even disappear mm-hmm.
1: to? Yeah, there's not doors, it's a hall. That's a that's that's drywall. Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. all
0: we really get is this scream from Benji and then just Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He hits the ground. He
1: drops so hard. So I have a thought. I have a. I have a thought. Did Benji at any point in his life abandon a woman and child? Because that woman, when she appeared that time, was holding a baby in her arms. Did he at any point abandon? Did they die? Did he fail them in some way? And that was his tribulation was confronting the fact... Why would his vision have directed him to this woman when she was walking outside of the nightclub, when she was exiting the nightclub, if he wasn't meant to see her as an apparition and nobody else was reacting to this? I think we got clues from the very beginning that this was a woman, that Benji... You know, why would she have been in limbo at the very beginning singing with that choir? She didn't do anything right. She didn't do anything wrong. Right. I really think that that was Benji's thing, was some form of abandonment or failure.
0: If that was his trope as well that feels fucked up because Mm -hmm. Zed actually has that trope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're you're just telling me (laughs) that the black actors in this are getting the, oh, I abandoned Mm -hmm. my family and child. Like, that's fucked Mm -hmm. up.
1: horror (laughs) horror movie makers in the future if we can just generally get away from this as a trope that would be so sick for progress because I'm
0: fucking telling you
1: there's a lot of us that are just fucking sick of being like like subjected to the marginalization of black people like in horror movies just in general
0: you sir him them surviving in house on haunted hill does not count for shit like that and I really hope that this is not the case right for this movie
1: like I'm sorry for getting serious but like it's one of those things for me that like it genuinely like drives me. It's up frustrating. Yeah. It's
0: absolutely. We frustrating. have to be
1: better than this as content creators. <laughs> well,
0: Cause I, you shouldn't be able to look at the movie and be like, this is why this is going to happen. This is why he's about to get fucking right. iced." Right. And like your perception of that is already telling you they're alluding to that mm-hmm. or they could be. And whether they're intentionally doing that or not, mm-hmm. you know, it would have solved that putting a fucking storyline in front of us to actually give that, to this character
1: because we didn't get any of that that thought that I just had when I went on that diatribe about what Benji's character had to deal with was completely like fabricated by myself. None of that was given in the context of the film whatsoever. And if that was left up to the interpretation from a directorial standpoint, maybe that exists in an extended credits. Maybe that exists in like Extra scenes or shit mm-hmm. like that that was like chopped up and cut out and that sort of thing. But that's your job, one of those of the things, storytelling. It was like we were talking about earlier. I feel like it's a failure of the filmmakers if we aren't given all the information to like process what they were trying to convey. Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely. There's times for illusions and such, but mm-hmm. this was certainly not one of them. When we're trying <laughs> no. to put a cohesive story, because it together.
1: was the best jump scare of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, right. she it, just pops up
1: yeah, behind him. It was, it was, you're kind of you're making a horror movie. This is your crowning achievement. People aren't freaked the fuck out by things like claustrophobia. Just me. But people aren't <laughs> like that that's not gonna be the reason not why. Not a fan I, myself. I didn't like that movie. It was claustrophobic. You know, like I mean, that's not gonna represent the vast majority of people. What gets people is jump scares. So you mm. have what's essentially your climax of the movie in the in the terms of like the absolute fear, right? Mm. And it's it's like, I'm sorry to say, wasted on it character that nobody cared about aside from the fact that he was always the guy that was like speaking level-headedly right you know (laughs) that's
0: a dead body
1: (laughs) right anyway
0: benji you put it down my guy
1: i Uh, really appreciate it straight up
0: uh so benji drops he is now kill number two and situation five of mm-hmm. scarlet being a bitch mm-hmm. was just like we gotta keep moving we got to get to the chop like, and, and that was her whole fucking archetype yeah. and we start like we get into this section where we start seeing this light and actually notably i'd like to point out they were talking about the torches mm-hmm. that were in the scene earlier and they're like oh the and, and she doesn't know this yeah. like she, to, to be fact but she's like oh, well, you know, the torches are powered by the Philosopher's Stone. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh,
1: really? It hits the same way as the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like somebody just, like, blitzing you with, like, obscure fucking scientific knowledge. Okay, thanks, Scarlet. We can power torches with the Philosopher's Stone. Cool. Yeah,
0: so yeah. We, we get to the point where we see this... Amber burning from the outside and it's you, we hear the crackling of the fire and everything's kind of fucking up mm-hmm. and we get around the corner and there's this giant open area and it's just this car that is on fire with a guy that really looks like zed which was the weird yeah part of all. i know right yeah like they looked mm-hmm. the same and papillon this was obviously his tribulation mm. that we got this much context mm-hmm. on was he was like i'm sorry it wasn't my fault and mm-hmm. you know insert french accent here mm-hmm. and he gets pulled into this flaming car and then it all compresses in mm-hmm. itself it felt like that was their cgi budget yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for, for this, the entire fucking movie yeah, yeah yeah and it sucks all into one mm-hmm. and it puts him face first into the ground and what i mean by that is he has his two Like, halfway up Mm -hmm. his ankle and feet hanging out, Mm -hmm. and that's really it.
1: So, I'm just going to speak on this real quick. That's another massive um, Dante's Inferno reference, because it's either level eight or level nine. It's the treachery level. Mm -hmm. Right. Which, again, it makes me wonder if Papillon was meant to have betrayed the person in the car. Was he driving? Did he allow somebody to drive drunk one night? They died in a car accident. Again, did we not don't go know. back in the car to pull We don't know because like, we yeah. weren't given context. We're just meant to interpret these things. But what was sick was the feet up, head down mm-hmm. underneath the ground because that's a hundred percent Dante's
0: Inferno, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's fucking rad. And th- that was something that they did a really good job of. I feel like in, in this movie. And it's it's funny in that scene where like they try to dig him out for like a quarter of a second, mm-hmm. and I'm like. First of all, if he is still human...
1: Yeah.
0: He's suffocated. I don't know if you know how much air is...
1: Between (laughs) molecules of compressed dirt. But it's not.
0: It's it's, it's really not much. So, Papillon (laughs) as kill number three. Killing it. So now we... (laughs) Killing it is kill number three. <laughs> we we now go into the next level, yeah. right?
1: They descend once again because fuck it, Scarlet's a bitch.
0: Number six,
1: <laughs> yeah, Scarlet fucking sucks, dude.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're down
1: to three people at this point. Let me yeah. let me just like reinforce that we're down to Scarlet and george and zed at this mm-hmm. point and zed's just happy to be here <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's happy to be alive at this point he's <laughs> the equivalent of like
1: your, like your like uh ncaa bracket fans that like 15th seed who like coasts into the sweet 16 yeah you know what i mean i'm just this is fucking sick i'm still here you he's know? like
0: the the guy in wrestling who yeah. was in wo nitro but he got he got invited to <laughs> wwf <laughs> Ray and Mysterio it, if you're out there I love you my boy greatest <laughs> of all time I don't give a fuck <laughs> so we get to uh, the next level and we see this guy standing off in the corner which you'll come to find this we're gamers yeah. so the, the go, go ahead
1: <laughs> who the fuck has played Dark Souls 2 in this
0: game?
1: <laughs> let's talk about when you're exiting fuck I forgot what it was called but you're going into the uh, the like poison area
0: yeah, you, you, know me- what I you mean. meet the Hex guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you
1: meet the Hex guy. And he's got this like wooden straight back chair facing a like rock wall three or four feet away. With from
0: a foot long hood uh-huh. <laughs> that's just peeking. Your darkness is growing <laughs> fantastically. Would you be interested in my wares? <laughs> so we have this character that is just sitting off that in, is exactly in, what it looks like oh, in what, this movie. What, 100%. That's like 100%, yeah and, and we we get to him sitting off in the distance and he's really just being backlit by all of these uh, like forehead lights uh-huh. powered
1: that, by the philosophers yeah, yeah
0: power, <laughs> also power, which is incredible because there's a point where they're just like oh we need to conserve battery and my, my first thought is like first of all you're telling me you didn't bring fucking batteries to a place with no fucking light and then on top of that the what? Philosopher's Stone is solar-powered! <laughs> it actually gets it from the grass. You gotta charge it! <laughs> I don't have a USB-C cable, I can't charge my Philosopher's Stone! <laughs> actually, on that, we skipped a pretty important part. So guys, sorry, but when Homegirl died, you're probably asking yourselves, why didn't they use the Philosopher's Stone? It's because it didn't fucking work! It's one-shot. Yeah, I, I just one one pump chump mm-hmm. for the philosopher's stone. <laughs> so we get into this weird realm uh, with homeboy with the hood, which I
1: perceive as like Satan, because this is sure. this is close to the bottom. This is close to the end of the story, and that's yeah. how, again Dante's Inferno. It's it's. He's at the very bottom. He's sort of like encased in ice Mm -hmm. from the waist down. He's just kinda like, hmm, I'm Satan. You know what I mean? And And that's kind of how it feels.
0: I think that was a reference too when we get to this level specifically, is the bottom layer in Dante's Inferno is cold. Mm -hmm. And you have all of these amalgamations of souls and people that Mm -hmm. are in the wall. Sort of maybe they were frozen, frozen, but sort of stilled by whatever is because they (laughs) (laughs) unfawned. And we get to this point, the faces that are in the bottom layer Mm. of hell start, like, coming out. I call them wall people. I call them the Putty Patrol. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They looked just like the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers. And I guess it's the gray skin suits more than anything else and the budget but <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make a two million dollar movie with four hundred dollars <laughs> uh so we, we get to this point where the people, the putty patrol yeah the, pu- the, the yeah. putty patrol starts coming out and they start like attacking everybody and zed and uh scarlet do just fine mm-hmm. you know scarlet knows krav maga mm-hmm. so <laughs> she's not worried about the yeah, Putty yeah. patrol that's the superior form of martial arts and we get to this point where George gets thrown on the ground and one of the Punny Patrol bites his neck, mm-hmm. right? Just severs his karate. Like takes
1: a chunk out of my mouth. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh my
0: God. Like yeah. I'm surprised air's not just like popping right. out of that fucking hole uh-huh. and that he can even like take in air
1: at this point. Mm-hmm. And th- she tries the stone again, right? She's like,
0: I why the fuck isn't it working? You know. <laughs> your your UK impression is impeccable. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's a little gutter snipe, but I love it. Uh so, well maybe Scarlet was a gutter snipe, I don't fucking know.
1: Well no, I'm not a gutter
0: snipe. <laughs> so she has this realization while she's trying to use the Philosopher's stone and she's just like, wait a minute. I need to put the Philosopher's Stone back because it's inside of me the whole time. Which, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, makes absolutely no sense. So this
1: is the moment in this movie where my entire experience is ruined.
0: <laughs> because I
1: refuse to accept any version of a plot where the moral of the story is the Philosopher's Stone is the Philosopher's Stone that we found in ourselves, the whole Philosopher's Stone away.
0: You know? <laughs> like it was the philosopher's stone we found along the way it
1: was the philosopher's stone the whole time it's so brutal
0: yeah because it doesn't ultimately do anything no in
1: no i refuse to accept that anybody could just say i am the philosopher's stone and so scarlet in
0: hell yeah where you don't have domain right (laughs) we just made satan you know what i mean and scarlet's like I fuck, I'll have to go all the way back up. And she makes it she I put it in my notes as we run it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And I don't know if she utilized the loop or not, but she goes back up hell and like everything. Because we didn't
0: collapse the last three levels.
1: Everything we're in that loop again. Everything's slightly different, like the gutter where there's that waterway and everything is now filled with blood, like the hallways are now filled with like wall people and there's like mountains. And not to cut you off, but
0: that's another instance of those scenes where her camera comes off and it keeps yeah, blacking out. Yeah. And I'm just like...
1: There was like a zombie wall putty <laughs> patrol motherfucker that came out who's like, bruh! And she like punches the shit out of him and just like keeps moving. Like, bruh! Ah, fuck. You know what I mean?
0: I just don't know that I buy that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. 100%. And it gets to this point where I'm just like, what the fuck is happening with her right now? So she goes up to this mosaic... She puts the Philosopher's philosopher Stone back in and she's like, cool, now I'm going to go back. And she goes back and heals George. Mm-hmm. And the fucked up part of all of this was she actually like, just in a sense of realism, she could have tested that shit on uh, Benji first, mm-hmm. just yeah. on the way back. Yeah. Know? The only other thing that I was going to mention, sorry, um, she does confront her father.
1: On oh, the, the way, on the way back yeah, to George, yeah, yeah. she does finally confront her, uh, confront her father, and it is that body that we see at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film, and she just kind of hugs him and is like, "I'm sorry, I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't know you and were in so much pain." And that's where we pain. got the
0: phone from, right? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
1: And she's, "I'm sorry, I didn't pick it up. I didn't realize you were in so much pain," and he's just kind of like disappears yeah it's like oh so that's all you have to do to atone for your sins and like your failures (laughs) you you were in hell suffering for the fact that you didn't pick up the phone for your father's death and you weren't there like long enough to be aware of his mental health crises Mm -hmm. when he was driven by madness into suicide by this venture that you're now going on. But, that but was all just... you have to do is say, I'm sorry, and clap, clap, and I'm out. Apparently, so. That's all it takes in hell is just say you're sorry one good, honest time, and you're free because she just moves back.
0: Yeah, she brings George back to life.
1: Saves George's Z- life. Zed the was that, there the whole yeah, time. Yeah.
0: Which is weird, too, because, like, we get, like, the first time watching this movie, you get this sense that. You hear the call, mm-hmm. like you hear the oh, like kind of right. shit, and it pulls. Like you think that the the clansmen or the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the the hooded people yeah, are the
1: cavalry uh, yeah, is here, are, yeah, are, are coming to fucking <laughs> right. pull
0: these people into their deaths. Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, well, she comes back, heals George, and then just drags him mm-hmm. for like six hundred feet, and we find our final well, mm-hmm. right. And she's like, okay, well, the Philosopher's Stone is inside of us the entire time. <laughs> and there's this weird... <laughs> I have become the stone. The stone and I are one because it has always been. I would love for this to actually be analyzed by J.K. Rowling. No,
1: I would too. Because like, I, part of me feels like the way that she handled the Philosopher's Stone is like much more apt to the way that it should have been handled. It's just a bad dude trying to fucking find the stone so he can live forever. Because what this chick does is just say,
0: all we have to do is confront our feelings. All we do is just time I got for mine. And so what (laughs) she does is
1: she turns to George and she says, George, I'm so sorry you lost your brother. Will you just look inwardly for a second and apologize to your inner conscience and say that I am sorry Mm -hmm. for not saving my brother? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then she turns to Zed and says something. I don't fucking know. She was like, do
0: you have anything that you
1: regret? And he like admitted to what he wanted to, you know. And then I got a
0: baby I've never met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, Zed, I'm sorry for your writing for that. That's not.
1: (laughs) That was literally, you know, already handled. They could have pinned that on anyone. anyone,
0: Right. You know.
1: And so they just sort of say, all right, well, we are going to jump down this 400 foot cavern, aren't we? And they all hold hands and go for it.
0: And it's just like this tumbling scene mm-hmm. of just ah! like
1: like Alice, Alice down, you know, the yeah. rabbit
0: hole kind of thing, you know. Tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. <laughs> yeah. So we meet the base and like you can actually see when we get down there that they're trying to pull it up. Mm-hmm. And it's very clearly a manhole right. cover. And they go to push it and they push it out. And then they're like, oh, my God, we actually made it to the other side. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck everyone that's died so far Mm -hmm. (laughs) for my ego. Mm
1: -hmm. Because like you were saying, we could always just go back and heal those people. Because when when Scarlet is going through that, like, odyssey of I've got to go relive everything that I just Mm -hmm. experienced and everything, she sees all of the bodies. But she chooses not to, like, go back and, you know, she's she's interested in getting out of the hole at this point. She could have stopped
0: right. for five seconds Scarlet and brought sucks my boy Benji back.
1: Scarlet sucks number six, seven, eight, nine, and ten <laughs> for that one. Sorry, we're going to plug five.
0: Yeah, no, um, 100%. And it's you know we we have that amazing shot of they push the manhole Mm. cover out and which is
1: actually a sick shot like we've been like dragging this for a hot minute but like this is actually a really cool
0: shot because it is the as above so below uh like you feel gravity on the other Uh side mirroring mm, yeah and pulling down Mm. how it's supposed to work and then they all just like the way they crawl out emulates that Mm. very well Well, it's
1: like jumping into a pool versus like climbing out of it you know what i mean yeah
0: absolutely and you feel like you watch their spines like contort Mm -hmm. while they're pulling themselves out and there's this amazing moment when they all get out and you know everybody has like the trinity hug Mm -hmm. and then we
1: survived the movie
0: (laughs) yeah and then zed is like before i die I'm just gonna fucking yeah, 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 leave.
1: Yeah. He does this like slow walk and he p- kind of puts his head, hands on his head and then he kind of turns around and looks at them because they're just continuing to hug at this point again. Mm. Um, but he's like, I don't want y'all to ever fucking call me. <laughs> I don't want the emails.
0: Lose my number. Right.
1: It's so good.
0: And then obviously George and uh, Scarlett are hugging at this point. They're like, We did it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you didn't even have to do it to yeah. begin with, you know. Because with,
1: again, what did we accomplish? Right.
0: We could have saved three to four lives just mm-hmm. like not doing this dumb shit. And the worst part about all of it is we get to that final scene, mm-hmm. right, where it actually cuts to when Benji was interviewing Originally her. In the yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, doing the same interview that he was at the beginning of the movie. And she's like, This is just a matter of searching for the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Well, you could have done that by yourself.
1: So Scarlet has this sort of, I I don't even know if it's a savior complex as much as it is. It's not
0: a savior complex. She saved no one in this
1: movie except for Suki. But it's kind of that, like, I, I exist to bring everybody else up to my level. Sort Mm -hmm. of. You know what I mean? We're in her pursuit. It's the hubris. It is the hubris. She's definitely Orange Lantern vibe. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) Mine, 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 mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But like you're saying, it's just the fact that you would be willing to sacrifice actual human lives for... Brutally. What's ultimately only going to serve as validation for yourself. Because nobody else in the real world is going to believe what you went through. You know what I mean? No. You, you are not writing any of this down. This isn't becoming a best-selling novel. This isn't going to generate, like, tourism through hell or anything like <laughs> that. You know what I mean? You and if
0: you see over here, these guys are yeah. frozen into the wall. You'll Poor see the now. burning car to <laughs> your
1: left that claimed Papillon. You know... You aren't, you aren't gaining anything from this aside from validation and the fact that you would be willing to like put other human beings at risk, not only put them at risk, but allow them to die and just move on despite having the power of the philosopher's stone inside yourself. I just can't get behind the ending of this movie, man, because it's so brutal.
0: Well, and that was the, ultimately the fucked up part about all of it, right? Was she, first of all, puts the stone back. Yeah. She doesn't even have the stone Mm -hmm. leaving and then she doesn't have these abilities Mm -hmm. when she leaves it is it's so stale like it's so nothing happens
1: nothing happens in this movie yeah (laughs) like at all like that's the thing is everybody goes through all this shit and they either die or they leave and don't ever talk about it again
0: yeah you know what I mean it's like okay or they say the girl at the rave the next day you know (laughs) (laughs) where's Benji (laughs) Um, so I mean again we went over our first impressions but what would you watch this movie again I so here's the thing man aside from the ending I
1: adore this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. i I, I think that it was a great idea. I think there's a lot, again, like pulling Nicholas Flamel into it from the perspective of like, you're automatically getting Harry Potter fans, let alone people yeah. that are into like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But claustrophobia, catacombs of Paris, and every, all of that is really fancy, actual. I was talking about earlier, like how I drew a lot of comparisons to like A Cask of Amontillado by yeah. Shakespeare and that kind of thing, where we're actually oh. going into, you know, a, yeah. Where we're actually going into catacombs and exploring our insecurities mm-hmm. and our fears and our failures, and we're ultimately dying here, you know, and that kind of thing. It just ended so
0: so. It was abruptly. It was. I just, think even during the end, I was like, "Is this the end yeah, of the movie?" Are we at
1: the end of the movie, because it <laughs> felt like nothing had been accomplished. Like our our three surviving characters had overcome their own personal shit, but only in the sense that, like, are you ready to overcome your shit? yeah are you ready to (laughs) overcome your shit yeah let's fucking overcome this shit and we're out of hell you know what i mean and it was such it was so fucking weak it was so who wants to be
0: alive
1: i can't get over the corniness of you know the only philosopher stone we needed was the philosopher stone we met along the way i can't get over that because that was actually it i know that was the catalyst for the way that movie ended everything about this movie leading up to it was so sick about recruiting people that had been into the depths of the catacombs beyond, like what the tourist regimes would be able to experience and that yeah. kind of thing. And like all this again, like you were talking about Indiana Jones, I mentioned National Treasure.
0: Yeah, all of this
1: felt like a kind of historical, especially it's we
0: archaeological. Were... It's very. It is. Like...
1: We were talking about Nicholas Flamel. We were talking about characters, you know, people that existed in history and that kind of thing. And it's like this had so much potential to be so much creepier and mm-hmm. scarier than it actually was. Again, aside from that one honest jump scare the only fear that you ever encounter is was like, the
0: fear we found along the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: Perhaps the claustrophobia. But what about you, man? What are you thinking?
0: I I enjoyed this movie because I do I do really like anything that has to do with religion or old mythos and stuff like that. And the Philosopher's Stone really falls into that and I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like the the premise of the movie was absolutely amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're really plot-driven, it really delivered on that. Mm -hmm. My my issues were, like I said before, was the shots a lot of the Mm -hmm. time I wasn't a big fan of because it kind of polarized the movie a little bit where it's like you either need to have that Blair Witch feel the entire time or there's been a handful of movies that I've watched that kind of jump in between the two. And it's like, we're filming this, but there is a film outside of that. And and I'm okay with that. I don't think it has to be shot necessarily with that in mind. Mm -hmm. I did not like the dialogue. I thought it was very stale. Mm -hmm. I thought like, Benji was the only person that I could relate to that in the, had the fucking any movie.
1: Flavor. Yeah, uh, everything yeah,
0: else yeah. was just like my my father. Wasn't
1: just saying what the next line would have been. Exactly. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it actually, weirdly enough, that coincides with kind of how Scarlet's story progressed, where it's Mm. like, we're going to the next point. We're going Mm -hmm. to the next, 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 next. Mm -hmm. And that's how the dialogue felt. Yeah, I really like the idea, like, I love Dante's Inferno. I love the concept of, like, heaven and hell, Mm -hmm. which... Atoning. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought those were great aspects of the movie. My issue for the heaven and hell uh, aspect of it was... Where does heaven start? Because we right. we got to the point where we just assume that it's Earth, but yeah. like, where are we actually measuring from? And it's like, oh man, did we take a wrong turn at Albuquerque? Right. And we're yeah, just like yeah. in yeah. the middle of hell. Wow. I probably wouldn't watch this movie again. Yeah, because I think that I got everything that I needed from it. Fair. Yeah. Again, it's a solid six. For I me.
1: I think that's more than fair. I think for me, this is one of those films that I would recommend to the occasional person, depending on what I can sure. like gauge their interests are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is one of those things where yo you gotta see it as a Bob <laughs> you know? but if it's somebody that's into like this kind of shit, I'd be like, have you seen this? You know, because mm-hmm. part of me really thinks that there's there's a decent film underneath all of the failures here. Well, and all the, of the, the plot is engaging. Scenes. Yeah, there's a really, and so there's a part of me that like, again, I don't, I don't, I'm like you. I don't know that I'll ever, I don't know that I'll ever go out of my way to watch this. But if this is one of those things that's on in somebody's living room and I'm at a party or something, I'm happy to sit down and talk about the subtext.
0: A a quick story about this movie actually was I did see it in theaters when it came out originally. And it was really funny because we, I went with a buddy of mine and he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up on the way. And we'll just go watch it. I'm like, okay, cool. And he gets there. I'm drunk at this point yeah. because he tells me that he's gonna give me a ride, and he pulls up on his moped. Perfect. <laughs> so, oh, it was because first, perfect. Th- the way to the movie theater was downhill. <laughs> The, the, the first time, as above, so below. Uh, get, oh, oh, homie, it, it it was not. We we get out and we start uh, going back up the hill back to my place, and I can hear it trying. Like just. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: <laughs> and you like can't like get up and walk faster. Than I told him I was yeah, like,
0: yeah. if I need to push us up yeah, this yeah, hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. And it was just like you know, looking back at it now, it's like, oh, I had the same experience watching this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> but that's that's real. The, right.
0: the, the, the running it back was not great, but yeah. <laughs> but the movie overall like i thought it was good you mm-hmm. know um so i think that is all the time that we have today unless eric do you have any final thoughts about this movie no just watch it if you haven't seen it i, I can agree with generally
1: that. speaking i really want to encourage people to make sure that they're kind of experiencing everything outside from our opinion and making sure that they're developing their own and yeah you absolutely never know, for, right? for
0: all i know someone's like this is a nine and i'm like that's a you, lie because it's never... already a
1: horror movie <laughs> You just never know. And so, you know, kind of do your own thing, friends, and, you know.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. Where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. Have a good night.